Westport on Sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. So, we're joined by Kieran Cunningham, the chief sports writer with the Irish Daily Star. So, tomorrow night we have Katie Taylor fighting against Chantelle Cameron at the Three Arena, as she did earlier in the year. When she did earlier in the year, how visible was Conor McGregor at that fight, Kieran? Well, it was the Conor McGregor show. It seemed, in many ways, it seemed like uh, Taylor v. Cameron was just a, you know, a side show. And that, I think two people that have to take the blame, or one person that to take the blame for that is Eddie Heron, the, uh, the promoter, matchroom promoter, and the other is the broadcaster, Dazone. Because from uh, the track, the cameras tracked his arrival, uh, Conor McGregor's arrival at the Three Arena. They kept focusing on him and his ringside seat sitting beside Eddie Heron. He even came into the ring after the fight uh, and uh, hugged uh, Katie Taylor after she lost. And, you know, a month before the, that fight, there was a press conference at Dublin, the Mansion House, and I put it to Eddie Heron, you know, did he not realise that he might be taking a risk bringing Conor McGregor on board, that he's a very divisive figure here. And he he did, give a, you know, he gave a very Eddie Heron-type answer, but, oh, I take people as I find them, and he's a very likeable character. And, oh, and after that, you know, there were videos of uh, Eddie Heron going to the Black Forge pub and having a pint with Conor McGregor. Um, he got involved with uh, Eddie Heron's promotion of an Anthony Joshua fight, and McGregor actually went into the ring afterwards and stuck one of his pints of stout into Joshua's face straight after the fight. And I think you were always asking for trouble when you look at Conor McGregor's track record, and you know that, that there's a history there of him getting into of getting involved in stuff that makes you question whether he is the kind of character that Eddie Heron said he is. And then, is he likely to be there tomorrow night? And the reason we ask this is, is because he has been highly active on social media in recent days, putting up posts which, in some respects, given uh, the febrile situation at present, are themselves incendiary. Yeah, no, no it looks now he won't be. And I think... Uh, I'm not convinced that was planned. I think that's a reaction to the huge reaction against Conor McGregor and what he's been posting. Really, since last Friday is probably when he got really head up and it was over the Joseph Puska trial. And since then, there's been a kind of a tirade of uh, strong language he's used online about immigration. We consider some of the, if you look through the, you know, those tweets, some of them have over 10 million views each. Like he is a major global figure. What he says is huge traction, is huge influence. He has posted about going to war. He has used gun and bomb emojis. He quote tweeted there, uh, you know, just in the last hour, uh, uh, a guy who's uh, heavily involved in Britain First Party, which is a, a, a very hardcore far-right party in the UK. And quote-tweeting doesn't mean you're endorsing somebody, but it is amplifying their message. And I th- uh, no, I have to give credit to Elaine Crowley on Ireland AM because they had Eddie Heron on this morning and she brought it up with Eddie Heron. And Eddie Heron mightn't really... If you look at a lot of the interviews he does, they're very softball. He's not... But, he, you know, he did pat off the answer. He said, really... Uh, this, the Conor McGregor Stout brand is one of the sponsors, but it's peripheral involvement in the fight, and he probably won't be there. But two days ago, and Matchroom put the video themselves online, 
Eddie Hearn went to Crumlin Boxing Club, which is closely associated with Conor McGregor, and a close relationship with one in particular, the coaches there. And in that video, he can be seen thanking Forged and thanking Conor McGregor and describing him as a partner before introducing Irish dancers who are wearing Forged-branded uh, gear. So I think there's a bit of backtracking going on. OK, now, some of McGregor's uh, tw- Twitter posts have been outrageous and there was one this morning that particular targeted uh, a government minister now he then came out in the last hour or so with one that says I do not condone last night's riots I do not condone any attacks on our first responders in their line of duty I do not condone looting and the damaging of shops last night's scenes achieved nothing towards fixing the issues we face so statement was going well until that point and then he got into things saying well change is what he's looking for believe me I am way more tactical and I have backing there will be change in Ireland mark my words and he finished it with if they do not act soon with their plan of action to ensure Ireland's safety I will what's he up to does he think he's MMA's Donald Trump or something for Ireland well uh, you know that seems unthinkable you know, or what it seemed unthinkable a few years ago. But the way the world has gone the last couple of years, somebody like him has such traction and has been fawned over so much that you don't know how that, you know, what effect that power has had on his psyche. Now, there's an ongoing, like, I won't go, can't mention any of the details, but there's an ongoing civil case against Conor McGregor that's very, very serious. And it makes you question how on earth anybody has agreed to allow him be, to be involved with this sporting event. And no, anybody, his, and even away from that, his tweets and his social media messages are all online, and people can go go through them like that. And you can look at, you can see the language, and talking about going to war, and that he will be to the fore for the fighting. What is he getting at? And you know, this is a time this debate over the hate speech laws that have been introduced. And what are you saying is very serious. And the fact that was just been there in the RT News that X, now that which Twitter is now called have been approached about hate speech over the last uh, day uh, around this issue. And I, I don't mean Gregory, but McGregor, but generally issue what's happened in Dublin, and they didn't respond to the queries from RTE. But I think this kind of, this has really highlighted a very toxic, uh, uh, the very toxic way that most of social media operates. I see the other thing as well about McGregor, and you know, I says we all might be guilty of this in the media, feeling that we had to cover him because he had developed a popularity on social media, and then there was the whole thing about the fight with Floyd Mayweather getting this enormous international attention, and he was getting paid enormous sums of money as a result of it. But you know, was there too much attention given to his celebrity? without really sort of thinking whether it was appropriate or not. Yeah, well, no, I think that's an interesting topic because there was definitely pressure put on you, you know, especially if you've been around for a while. You were told, oh, you know, you don't get it. This is what young people are interested in now. This is the sport of the future. You know, uh, why aren't you, you know, why do you accept boxing and don't accept MMA? But if you look at the language that McGregor used in the build-up to fights, it was very questionable. You know, before one fight, he was talking about, I'd go into a favela on horseback and kill anybody who wouldn't work. And at the time, if you if you questioned that, and some people did, you know, the response back was, oh, he's just selling a fight. It doesn't mean anything. Does, do people still think that? 
you know, when you look back at all the things he said and what he said about Muslims when he was fighting Islamic fighters, look back on that stuff and you see the roots of what's on social media now. And of course, you also can look and see a photograph of him online as a guest of Vladimir Putin at the 2018 World Cup final as well. Those are the type of people he was hanging out with at the time. What about the fight tomorrow night? What about Katie Taylor? Because yeah. there's an awful lot riding in this fur, isn't there? There is, you know, and it's it's such a shame that this has overshadowed everything because it should be, um, you know, a major event. But there's, there, you know, people feeling. People are in a strange place over yesterday and it'll be interesting to see does it affect the atmosphere and does it affect Katie Taylor herself. She's been very different this week to before the first fight. She didn't do a planned press briefing with Irish journalists yesterday. She just did the main press conference. And the main press conference is very odd uh, compared to conventional press conferences in other sports. There were four questions to Katie Taylor and they were all posed by Eddie Hearn, her promoter. So no journalist actually asked a question. She's kept it more low-key than last time. Uh, last time, her even her walk-in and ring entrance was too long. It was eight minutes long, whereas for her uh, debut fight, it was 50 seconds long. Like There was a lot of hanging around. There, she just looked drained and uh, off from the opening round, and it's only her character and experience that got her through to the end and I think made a real fight of it, even though she was... No, she, Cameron definitely won. I think it'll be the same results, to be honest, because I think she's 37 now. I, I should, even though Eddie Hearn is talking her up and saying that she's better now, that she's going to bring the performance of her life, she's better than she'd ever been. I don't think you improve at 37. I think she's a much better boxer than Chantel Cameron, but she's a different weight. Like Katie Taylor has moved up in weight. She's up against a bigger woman, a stronger woman, a woman with a, a longer reach. And that makes a difference. Like if, if it was like against like, I don't think it would be a contest, but it's not like against like. And Cameron has that advantage, and I think we'll probably see the same result again. And if that happens, is that going to be the end of Katie Taylor, do you think? Not that she's given any indication, because she doesn't really seem to no. want to even talk to the Irish media this week. No, no. And she she gets very prickly when, when it's put to her about retirement. Now, I thought... Um, after she beat Amanda Serrano in New York in Madison Square Garden about 18 months ago now, now that was the fight that really put women's professional boxing on the map in the most emphatic manner. Like it won over the, the few remaining doubters. Amazing fight, two incredible fighters who just gave everything they had, you know, under the most enormous pressure. And I thought that was a perfect time for her to walk away. But she, her, she has... Three things in her life, really, that uh, define her. Her family, three Fs I've always thought of it as her family, her faith, and fighting. And I think she finds it hard to look beyond the ring. And I, But I think at 37, it's time she does, because it's a dangerous game. Like, there's always... And she's achieved everything. Fight. I don't know what more she can actually achieve. Unfortunately, Kieran, I'm out of time, but thank you very much for being with us. Kieran Cunningham, Chief Sports Writer with the Irish Daily Star. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4 30. Today and-